the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Am I fired up? Am I excited? <laughs> yes, yes. A little bit, a wee bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, man. Long overdue. Want to talk to my friend and uh, an inspiration in my life, Coach Donald Buckram, with the man of many nicknames. Many so nicknames. Let, <laughs> let, let me give a little introduction. Some of the things we're going to talk about. We are right in the middle peanut butter bowl season, and man, we have so much fun in Copper's Cove because of Coach Buck. And the impact, the leadership that he shows, the creativity, the ideas, all of it. He's a marketing guy. He's a community guy. He's a leader through and through. And it's just a blast and a blessing to get to team up with you. So we'll talk about that. So Definitely. we'll talk about that. But also some people, uh, I'm a big, huge college football fan. And those other college football fans might be like, you know, I know that name. I know that name. So I just want to remind them because you are a legend. And I mean, first of all, you got your own Wikipedia page. They don't just, they don't hand those out and uh, you're on Wikipedia and even got mention of your, you know, your nicknames. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk some about those UTEP and Copper's Cove days. And of course, for people who are just meeting you, you're an assistant coach with the Copper's Cove Bulldogs. We want to talk a little bit of Bulldog football too. So we're going to try to hit all of it, but for my college football fans, I want to start here and then we'll, we'll jump in with your nickname or something. Gotcha. Um, your junior year at UTEP, man, crazy dude. One to remember. <laughs> One to remember. One to 259 remember. carries, just about 1,600 yards. Yes, sir. That's a 6.2 average. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we had a very good old line. I'll have to say that. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. You're supposed to say that, right? You're supposed to say You, you are know, supposed to say that. one. But we had three guys go to the NFL, so I mean, we, we had yeah, we had we had a really good old line. So okay, I can't take all the credit. If you looked at my line and we highlighted it when we played the University of Texas, of just the size and the deep that was in front of me alone, and how small I was as a running back, but it kind of you know balanced out by the big man in front of me. So I think we complimented each other very well, and I still talk to those guys now, uh, cousins and uh, Allstad and and old Stolt. But guys, guys were guys were on my side and they protected me and helped me get all those yards. So I can't take all the credit. Of course, you know, I had some talent on my own, but big holes make it a lot easier for running backs for sure. <laughs> all right. Now that's interesting because I've I've heard you, you know, coaching sometimes and talking to your running backs and saying that even though a play may be designed a certain way and the old line's supposed to block a certain way, there's a lot of instincts about it too. So how did it work? Like with you in this O-line that was, you know, put three guys in the league. How did it work for you? Because also people can look up your highlights. We're going to talk about one game in particular in a minute, but how did it work for you? Uh, Hopefully uh, every running back is taught this way is to run the ball hard. And like you don't complain, you don't point fingers. Like you do your job as a running back and you run the ball hard. And hopefully what happened in front of you is what we game plan for and hold open up for you. So from, I would say from Little League, my dad was my, actually my Little League coach um, here in Copper's Cove. And that was one coaching point I remember he harped on was, did you run the ball hard? And if it was a no, we had some sort of uh, punishment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was typically uh, extra running. And so that was our motivation to run hard. And I carried with me, like, really into the, stop, the point that I stopped playing. So through high school, through college, in my mind, I'm like, good run the ball hard and good things are going to happen. Yeah. And most of the times, good things did happen. And sometimes, you know, 
you get stuffed, you get body slammed, and you get tossed around. But you consistently run hard, and when you get those openings, they're they're definitely pay the dividend. So, yeah, I would definitely give credit on those three words is or two words is run the ball hard forwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did uh, give me an example of a, a game? I forgot you guys played UT, and we're yes. going to talk about the Houston game. Mm-hmm. But just give me an example of when. I mean, you just felt like I mean, you probably every time did run the ball hard, but what does that look like? Or what does that Ooh. look like for your kids? Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> Running the ball hard consistently, uh, 22 carries, uh, seven targets out the backfield, uh, putting the team on your back type of deal, you know? And yeah. if you, if your coach is continually calling your number and calling your number and you're not getting subbed down, you continually, you know, getting designed plays your way in the back of your mind, obviously, you know, you're thinking the team's leaning on me. I better do my job. Well, yeah. We're not going to be in a successful point that we want to be at the end of the game. And now I'm going to have to look back and think, what could I have done better? You know, maybe yeah. this ball should have went to our receiver, or maybe another running back should have been. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to feel that way of yeah. like letting somebody down. And yeah. so, uh, tough games. Um, <laughs> I guess one that stick out in my mind without saying like a big name team of like UT yeah. is um, the University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. Yeah. Uh, those were some hard hitting guys. Some really, really? guys, yeah. And every little yard that we earned, yeah, you had to fight for it. Uh, okay. One name that I remember was Antoine Atwater, and that was the name that everybody on the offense remembered because from play one to play one hundred and whatever it was, he was hitting every single play, and he was making statements. And uh, wow. luckily, we got the better of him. But you know, the toll on our bodies we felt the next day. Uh, the next week. <laughs> and so tough, tough games like that, even though it may not be like the Alabamas, the Oklahomas, the right. UTs and, and et cetera, uh, boys can play football anywhere, you know, yeah. 11 people up against 11 more people. Uh, you yeah. can get the best out of somebody. Right, man. Well, that's really cool about that guy at UAB and just mm-hmm. the impression that he left. How about the impression you left? Uh, let's talk about, I mean, you know, I, I bet you I could, if I knew Case Keenum, even though he wasn't trying to tackle you, yeah, yeah. I, I bet he still like says a little curse about you. <laughs> because let me tell you, I, I got a good Houston story for you. You do? <laughs> okay. All right. Let me give people uh, a little bit on that game real quick. Right. Unless, unless the story sets it up. I mean, oh, no, no. It's, no okay. You're good, you're good. All right. This is what I've got the uh, UTEP Miners upset number 12 Cougars 58 to 41 at the Sun Bowl. Yes, sir. Right, right at home. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right at home. And the lead, lead uh, paragraph is Donald Buckram ran for a career high 262 yards. Very Let's tiring. say that again. Very tiring. <laughs> 262 and four touchdowns to lead UTEP to a 58-41 upset of number 12 Houston. Oh, yeah. Number 12 Houston. <laughs> they hadn't been ranked in almost 20 years, Houston. They had yes, beaten man. two Big 12 teams, and it says uh, they were hoping to continue, obviously, and instead they watched UTEP fans storm the field yep. seconds after the Miners beat a ranked <laughs> team for the first time in 12 <laughs> years. By the way, Case Keenum threw for 536 and five touchdowns. That's why I figured Insane athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got to be like, man, that Buckram, I can't <laughs> believe him. Yeah, and spoiled, spoiled something for him. <laughs> yeah, you did. And uh, unfortunately, when I printed out that um, you caught a bunch of passes that day, I think, too, but I don't have the stats there. But I think, I think you it was caught about them. four catches, 80 something yards. We're, we're getting near 100. We're trying to get the 200 rushing, 100 receiving. And we came up a little short. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, well over 300 yards. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. All right, man. What's that story? I want to hear about this game. What's that story? Well, it's funny. It's not even really about the game that much. Okay. Okay. Um, it's about coaching. Um, there's a lot of coaches that played at University of Houston that run in, that we run into. Uh, yeah. Then we do the convention in San Antonio at the yeah. convention center. And it's about probably 7,000 plus coaches. So obviously you're going to run into somebody who you played against in college. Yeah. Uh, I run a, I came across about four or five guys <laughs> that played at <laughs> University of Houston when we played against each other. And we're at a little social talking, you know, chatting it up. Yeah. And one guy says, hey, are you that Donald Buckham guy? So I'm like, hopefully this is a good impression, <laughs> not a bad impression, because I have no idea who this guy is. And, you know, you think of a football player. 
Um, they're not little people. Right. And of the group of four. So I'm like, yeah, I really don't know how to answer this question. But, you know, in the moment, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He was like, dude, we hate you. <laughs> I'm like, who is this we? And do I need to leave this area? Because I'm I'm, I'm not a fighter. I'm good. Like, I'm old. I'm, <laughs> I did all that when I was young. I'm not a fighter. I'm good. And so he was like, yeah, we hate you. I'm like, well, what did I specifically do? Because I just got here, been over 30 minutes, and I'm, you know, chatting up with my boys. He was like, no, we played you in college. We're from University of Houston. I started laughing. Because <laughs> I love that game. I'm like, finally, I get a moment of, like, not rubbing in someone's face, but, like, getting a conversation of, like, yeah, what happened afterwards. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, if you're ranked number 12, you're on a good run, you're undefeated, you go on a road to an inferior team and you lose to them, how do those coaches receive that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's why they hated me, because what they got punished the next day was why they hated me. They said <laughs> they ran the entire Sunday, ran the entire Monday, and it leaked into Tuesday in the next week of preparation from what happened in the Sun Bowl versus the Utah Miners. So, yes, it makes us feel really good <laughs> that we had people run, because I love running. And I always tell people it's a great, like, just great something to have in your repertoire that you can always run. It's not really a punishment to me. You're getting rewarded by better conditioning. You're going to be in better shape than your opponents. Yeah. I look at that as a punishment. Like how, if you condition, you're running. Now, if you're getting punished, you're still running. It goes hand in hand. It's just the way your mind thinks of it though. Yeah. Like I said, it's not about the game. It's just more about what happened after. I love it. this to that. One of those yeah. guys were former Copper Scope coach. And that's how they kind of knew who I was. He kind of pointed me out and said, hey, that's Buck over there. <laughs> so he really knew it was me, uh, Charles Foster, working at oh. University, uh, Wake University now at D.C. over there. Yeah. Um, we got to work together at Copper Scope. And so I heard most of those stories. He didn't tell me about the punishment the next day. He yeah. just talked about how mad the coaches were and upset and et cetera, et cetera. So I heard that part, but I didn't hear about the punishment. So now I understand the frustration, not just the loss of the game, but what happened in results <laughs> to them from their coaches after the game. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's... Yeah, football's a great game, man. Like, it goes way, way beyond the little lines on the field and the score on the scoreboard. It's the yeah. relationship you make with people. And then, like I said, I think it was, what, 10 years down the road, we bump into each other talking about a, a college game. Right. Years ago, you know, and yeah. and able to laugh at it, you know, and have a good time. They didn't beat me up, so I was happy. So I, was <laughs> I was like, goodness gracious, I ain't trying to get beat up over a football game, but I get it. <laughs> These poor guys come. They're like, yeah, try, like, try and run away yeah. now. Yeah. Try and run away now. We're going to catch you this time. <laughs> oh, one more tidbit. Can I go grab something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All start right. That return. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, exactly what you said. <laughs> that is amazing. So, um, after about, about two or three weeks after the game, one of the fans came up to uh, the Sun Bowl and said, Hey, we have a present for uh, Buckram. And I'm like, Cool, hopefully, you know, something cool. And so they gave me this uh, blacked out and, and colored picture. That's and cool. See all the background blacked out. Oh, yeah. Color and all, the, all that other cool little stuff here. So, oh, yeah. 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 So it was a very memorable game for not me alone, but the city of El Paso and all my teammates, coaches, obviously the nation there on Wikipedia. So, yeah. Yeah. A staple game for us minors. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What what a career. What a career. What a, what a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Part of it. And it was definitely a party after the game. I bet. I bet. <laughs> we'll talk to you. Me remember, about you remember the game that you came to at Cove? That was oh, yeah. compared to the party we had at YouTube. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. 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 That was hey, that was fun. That was oh, fun yeah, last it. year. So oh, yeah, yeah I, I can't really imagine how much fun <laughs> you guys had. So yeah. uh man, that's phenomenal. Um, talk to me a little bit, and I've got a couple different questions running in my head. One is just mm-hmm. about you talked about, you know, your O line was looking out for you. How do you how do you forge that relationship with your O-line? Is that pretty important for a running back to have that relationship? Uh, every single day. Like, How do you form that relationship every day? Yeah. Um, in the locker room, in the weight room, on the field, at dinner. Uh, those those are the main parts. Like, I, I stayed around. I stayed with one of my linemen as a roommate um, when we first got on. And then, you know, things happened. My wife came. Well, my girlfriend at the time came to El Paso, moved out, and et cetera. Yeah. You know, 
But just creating that bond of uh, they can trust me, I can trust them. Uh, I remember we used to, you know, tussle a little bit in the, in the locker rooms, me and my linemen, when I wasn't so happy with what they did that day of practice. <laughs> but I had certain work for them, and sometimes it wasn't received the right way. And I understand, you know, <laughs> You know, teenage boys, you know, young adults talking to each other, he, yeah. heated situations. But those are the tough things you kind of have to go through. Um, I think if you're running back and your your line's not doing what it's supposed to do and you just sit back there and let it happen, nothing's going to get fixed. But if you call them out for what they did wrong, and same way, you know, you keep yourself accountable too. Like, yeah, I have to blog, I have to catch, I have to run. Yeah. I have to do my job the same way I have to do my y'all's job. And so just that accountability factor of of understanding, like, I need y'all. And that's something I did tell them. I never said, you know, appreciated y'all or, or, you know, thank y'all, whatever. I let them know during the game, before the game, hey, y'all, I need y'all. I'm nothing without you. I know this. Like, I played high school ball, played Little League, all that. I see the difference from a good old line and a bad old line. It, you know, it, it pays way different dividends of, of a good and a bad old line. And when we did team dinners, always let them eat first, you know, but do the little things for them. That's, that's kind of special. I wish I had money to like pay for the meals or whatever, but then right. <laughs> we didn't have NIL deals back right. then. <laughs> yeah. right. little scholarship checks and, you know, making it work. But every little thing you could do, um, if you, if we had catered food, you know, make sure you give them some extra chips or give them your sandwich or whatever. Uh, make them know, like, oh, I know something else we did. Every time yeah. I celebrated, I found somebody, uh, old lineman. You know, they jumped on them. They jumped toward me. We chest bumped. We high five. We did a dance. But I wanted to make sure they felt like you know y'all are a part of this party. It ain't it ain't, it ain't the Donald Buckham show. It's yeah, the Miners or it's the Copperscope Bulldogs, and we're doing this stuff together. And I think the more that you know the collective eleven on that field understand that, the better the team is going to be. Yeah, um, if you just have one prolific person to say if I was that good and I didn't need you know the, the big old line in front of me. Yeah, I'm probably not going to have a good team. Probably going to have one good person on there, but not a good solidified team. Um, like to this day, we have a group chat of I think it's 45 guys that I played with between you know 06 to 11. Uh, 45 different guys in a group chat. It's very hectic, you know. It's very immature yeah. at times too. But we want we just want to stay in touch. And this happened. I think we created that group chat about three or four years ago because we see each other on Facebook, we're starting to have families, you know, we're starting to have, you know, higher, higher level type uh, occupations that we're doing, you know, important things around communities. Right. Uh, we want to be a part of that and kind of bounce ideas off each other. Um, I think you spoke with uh, Lions, one of my high school buddies. Yep. At Kilburn, yeah. Because he saw, you know, that social media, people see this stuff. And right. so he reached out to me and asked me, hey, how can I be involved? And I'm, and I'm hoping, you know, year after year after year, I get more of my teammates that are coaching that wants to be a part of a peanut butter bowl just because they can see what it does to a community and how it brings people together and how you can help just by, you know, two words, peanut butter. Yeah. It helps out so many people and it brings so many people together. And then the end result is you're helping other people by having fun and, you know, and, you know right. uniting people also. So, I said, I, I'm never going to look back from the peanut butter bowl. I think it really has changed my life uh, of just being a part of, of something major. Uh, people are now expecting it now. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, true. So my phone <laughs> has been blowing up. Since <laughs> that video we did, you know, the video came down and did the hype video. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been buzzing. Uh, how can we be a part of it? How can we participate? How can we chip in? How can we, you know, get our name out there to say that we want to contribute also? And so we coaches here at Cove have been doing a little bit more than coaching this year. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, man, let's talk about that and just some of the background for people who don't know. In fact, I just jumped into the interview, but for people who don't know, I lead a ministry called Very Bold. You know that because it's Very yes. Bold Radio and Podcast. Yeah. But uh, my listeners and viewers, you may not know that one of the things we do and we love to do is Peanut Butter Bowl. And what we do is we work with outstanding coaches and leaders like Coach Buckram and Head Coach Johnson, Coach Riddiman, Coach, you know, all the different coaches. And we ask them to make their opening weekend football game a peanut butter bowl where they collect online donations but also jars of peanut butter at their campus and at their schools and so we've been doing this we started in 2016 we did it for three years with just two schools in san antonio brandeis and johnson and then we slowly started to expand and so um i believe this is your copper's cove third year doing this i believe yes third year yes okay third year third year so i got to tell the story because far in front every year <laughs> More yeah and, and uh, i'll tell you right now we have something yeah. ready for next year 
You already worked. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. All right. Tell them. Uh, well, first, let me tell one story just about meeting you for the first time. And then, uh, and I, I've told this story a bunch. So maybe people right. listen to the show, you know, they know. Um, but man, we just never have more fun. Like, feeding people in need than we do with copper's cove now a lot of people are having fun and why why not like we're exactly. doing something important but you might as well have fun yes sir and uh so i'll tell the story real quick and then we'll talk about some of the different ideas that you've okay. created and all the extra mile that you go but yes, my first introduction to you coach buckram was uh walking in to meet your head coach at the time and <laughs> uh and talk to him about peanut butter bowl and so i'm in there you know talking starting to explain or whatever and he said just just hold on let, let me get you know, go get uh buck you know i'm like who's buck what's going on and he's like he's he's a community guy and man yeah. he he was right he was right <laughs> so you literally i've never seen you before in my life you open his office door and you say what what magic it's peanut butter time <laughs> So, man, we got that immortalized in our and peanut butter not turned school. around yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. yet. <laughs> it's been peanut butter time ever since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the kids know it. I wish you, I wish I could come like to high school. I get harassed every day. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? What do the kids hey, say? Hey, coach, it's peanut butter time. Hey, yeah, yeah. Peanut butter time, baby. Yeah, peanut butter time. <laughs> but I hear it all day. I love it, though. It, it's and kids, like I said, kids come up and talk to me. Just like I said, it, it, it unites us somehow, some way. Yeah. Like a couple of those two words, peanut butter. It's really uniting uh, yeah. kids, adults, little kids, you know, teenagers. It's, it's very impressive. Right, I, I've been blown away by what it can been do like here in Conference Code. Yeah. Well, man. Uh, so at that point, I said, "Oh my gosh, go go outside the room and come back in and do it again." <laughs> I got to get this on camera, and we did. And then um, you just, you know. Tell us why, like, you took this thing on. Like, we know, if anybody has a clue about coaches and how busy their lives are, plus you have a family, for plus sure. you got this, plus you got that. Yeah, um, sure. You know, uh, coaches are so good about saying yes to Peanut Butter Bowl, but it'd be easy to come up with an excuse not to. So why did you say, like, yeah, coach, I'm going to take this on? Why? Uh, really just comes down to the way I was raised again. Uh, my dad really told me, don't really turn things down because you never know what the opportunity that you could have passed up. And like right now, this is a great example. If I would have said no, if we would have said no at Carpenter's Cove, there'd have been no way that me and you would have had the connection and the friendship that we have. Right. And we could have built this up to, you know, to the point that it is, especially here in Cove. Uh, when I tell this story to other people, they're like, why do y'all do peanut butter? Why do you do peanut butter? Typically, I ask them, I, I rebuttal back to them, why not peanut butter? That's good. And they really can't answer. Like, you know, you kind of get at a dead end there. And if someone does have something witty to say, I said, well, this is one way to fight hunger. I said, there's many different ways and you don't have to contribute with peanut butter, but I can tell you where you can donate food to our food banks in the Carpenter's Cove if you're really that concerned of why peanut butter. (laughs) So I I don't (laughs) don't like embarrass them, but at the same time, like why question something that we're trying to do positive in our community rather than pitching in. It's either you're on board or you're not. Right. And we're on board. And so we're on board with something. Like I said, my, my parents, my dad, especially when you do something, don't do it, you know, do it full fledged. You know, don't, yeah. don't give it, you don't give it half your effort. Yeah. Put it all into it. Like if you're going to sign up for something, don't let somebody down. And yeah. so the second we're in coach Hammett kind of, you know, contacted me, I was in class at that time and he told me to come down there and got someone to cover my class. And I'm like, Hey, you know, <laughs> that's have a little fun. Because he told me prior, he's like, hey, we're going to start collecting peanut butter for a peanut butter bowl. And then right in my mind, I'm like, well, what can I do to make this bigger than what it is? You know, or how yeah. can I get more people involved? Like, how can I get people interested? Before even knowing what it was, all I knew was we we're going to collect peanut butter. But how can we get more people involved? And really, the thing that came to mind was the peanut butter jelly song. Yeah. You know, like maybe we can just do a peanut butter jelly song every day and everybody bring the peanut butter. But it came way, it evolved way bigger than just a peanut butter jelly song. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a part of me now. And so hopefully yeah. year the year and continue to grow and we'll see where yeah. we end up, right? Well, I remember that first year uh, when I came up, you know, you had, 
I think like freshman JV varsity bins and it was yes, like sir. a competition or whatever. Yeah. We did a little internal competition. Um, yeah. Our freshmen came to camp first. So we got our freshmen first on board. And I think they had about half of half of bin filled with peanut butter. So when our JV and varsity team came, we kind of challenged them like, Hey, the little freshman fish over here, you know, <laughs> don't know left from right, but look what they're doing here to help out, you know, a, a common yeah. goal, a common cause here, feeding, uh, feeding hungry here, feeding hungry people in Cove. Yeah, and so the varsity team took it the serious, most serious. You know, the seniors saying this is their last year here. But I ain't gonna get beat up by no freshmen. <laughs> and so a lot of them, a lot of those seniors told their parents, and they chipped in their own money because they have jobs, and went out and bought some peanut butter the next day, and already had like double the amount of our freshmen. Wow! And then that made us challenge our JV group. It was like, hey, those are your varsity guys leading the way for y'all. Yeah, and that's what our varsity team wants it should trickle down, you know? Yeah. So again, challenge the JV team and about, it took them a little bit longer, you know, to get them motivated. But by the next week, they started getting bins filled up too. And so the friendly competition that first year, I think was very, very beneficial. Yeah. Um, I know last year we had some of our elementaries involved. I went to every elementary campus and they got involved. I think that's how we really got to that 4,000 mark last year. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even talked about that Um, in peanut butter bowl terms, getting to 4,000 is elite. Yes, there it is, man. Right about yeah. that one, yeah. 4,000 4, club, mark. man. That is elite. I think we had oh, yeah. five schools last year out of yes, 68. Sir. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. Top yes, five. So yeah. Hopefully we're back there again. I got a really good feeling uh, that hopefully we'll be back there again. So Okay. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember that first year you did it. Um uh, mm-hmm. You uh, you texted me the night before you were going to pull one of your Buckram uh, stunts, you know, oh, yeah. and you sent me a picture like peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Oh, and, yeah. uh, do you remember that? And you yeah. did. That was 100, it. 120 sandwiches. <laughs> you were making all these sandwiches. And you me and my like, wife, you had to stay up to about 11 o'clock making about 120 peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Yeah, I should have known Lauren was helping you. She She's pretty did. special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, so it's awesome because you're just kind of teasing. You're like, I don't remember how you put it, but basically just wait. I'm doing something. something. (laughs) Everything I like doing, like I do it in, I do it in, you know, my private time. And then when we start executing it, I like surprising people. Oh yeah. I told you earlier, we have something for hopefully on Monday. It should be done by Monday, if not tomorrow. (laughs) But I was trying to, you know, trying to get people involved, you know, use your creative minds, critical think about stuff. And, 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 don't be bland and basic. Oh, that's something I can talk about too. That that yeah. stuff with me from college. Um, we supposed to learn stuff in college, you know, get a bunch of knowledge and and and, and persevere and push your educational knowledge a little bit further. Yeah. I took a lot of cues from people, and um, one of my professors told me, "When you turn in an assignment, I don't want a vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I want an ice cream Sunday. Nice. I'll, I'll accept the vanilla ice cream, you know, because I like ice cream. Yeah." But if it's my personal preference, I want the banana, I want the sprinkles, I want the hot fudge, I want the caramel. Yeah. That's what I want out of your assignment. Yeah. And so when I take on tasks, I look at it too. I'm like, I don't want to give someone a vanilla ice cream. You know, I'm going to give them a product. I don't want to give them a vanilla ice cream. They'll yeah. like it. It'll be good. But how can we make that vanilla ice cream into an ice cream sundae, though? You know? It's good. I know. And it stuck with me to this point. I'm like, that's a good way to approach life of, yes, we're going to get it done. But do I want to give someone a vanilla ice cream product? Yeah. What do you want to give them a little bit extra, you know, a little bit yeah. of ice cream Sunday, a little pizzazz to it. So yeah. that's something that I try to give to my kids too. Uh, not in my, 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 my immediate kids, right. but my football, you know, my football kids of when we do something, let's do it big. You yeah. know, fun, let's enjoy it. Let's put out a product that people are going to say, wow, you know, yeah. how they have time to do that or, or who thought of that? Like we did collectively, right. you know? Right. Right. Well, let me tell people real quick <clears throat> before we talk about some of the other cool things you've done. Okay. Uh, and I know it's not the same as just watching the video. So what you did the next day was, <laughs> yeah, you want to tell people? You got it. You got it. <laughs> all right. All right. Somebody put on uh, the Bluetooth on the big speakers, like the peanut butter jelly song. Yeah, that one. Yep. And you walked out 
and like all the team was assembled, like sitting down in the weight room or the big workout room. Yes. And you started like out, out of your bag. You had you started mm-hmm. tossing all these PB and J sandwiches. And just pure excitement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the team responded well because once again they didn't know we were doing it. You know, oh, I was mean, total was surprise. Total surprise. And once they heard a peanut butter jelly song, they started you know dancing as they usually do. And then when the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches starts flying around, it's just pure eruption of excitement. And, yeah. you know, kids, it was after the workout, too, so they're very, very hungry, you know? Yeah. So they're excited to have some rich in protein after the workout, and they have some jelly and bread with it, too. So yeah. um, every kid got a sandwich, and I wish I wish we could record their faces leaving the field house going to class. That was the most excited we've seen them in a very long time. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. And I got, and I, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, it's funny that those two words, peanut butter, kind of can change, you know, the atmosphere and the attitude of a whole lot of people. Yeah. And never in my life have I really gotten a hold of something like that so yeah very, very impressive <laughs> yeah man you run the ball hard you run yes. the ball hard <laughs> run the ball hard and it's always exciting man yes, and it's sir. up and down the field and you are never bland and you are never boring so we try not to be it's one thing we try to stay away from <laughs> i've showed that video and i know it's i think it's on your you know your page your facebook yes, page sir. or whatever it's had a lot of views in in my mind yeah um, but i also like if I could tell you how many times, like on my phone, I'll just be like, "Hey, I got to show you this. I got to, you know, I got to scroll through and find it. Like, hold on, it'll take a little while. Hold on, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> it'll be worth the wait." And then show that video. Uh, it was so cool, and I didn't realize I, I never knew the context that they had just worked out. So I just thought yeah. they were like sitting there for a meeting or something. Mm-hmm. They're, so they're they're all getting sitting, dressed out of the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you like come in, bringing your juice and your energy, and those kids like they start like. Like you said, getting up and yeah, jumping around, and dancing. Yeah. Man, it was amazing. It That's was another amazing. word, too. Another, like, it's funny, it's one word, but it was a cue that I stole from college was juice. Mm. But one of my college coaches, every single day, he's in the locker room. You better bring the juice. You better bring the juice. Both do you got the juice today? And, you know, that fired me up. I'm like, well, don't question me. I always got the juice. And <laughs> that should be a question. If I got the juice, I got the juice, you know? Yeah. And that just stuck with me, too. Like, I always bring juice. I always bring something to the party, you know? Have someone talk about stuff. Like, make it a memorable experience. Like, life is short, so you better leave a stamp somewhere. So That's right. That's right. We'll talk about a little bit more about last year, just how you you got to over four thousand that elite club. Yeah, uh, yeah. You said you got the elementary schools involved. Yeah. Was there? I'm trying to remember what else. Um, well, I'll tell you I, at the end of it. Well, you you tell me, and then we'll get to the end when we counted all the peanut butter. Okay. Um, so yeah, like yeah, last year we have seven elementaries here in Carpus Cove, and they do a like a sensational job as a PTA group of just getting words out and getting people involved. Um, we do like a fall following festival in our city park and every elementary school has like a little station, you know, somewhere in the park. Um, we do the uh, blue Santa and they're always uh, participants of the blue Santa. Salvation yeah. Army. Uh, we do a multicultural night, but they, every time we do something like they have a big PTA group of the seven elementaries. And so I reached out to that PTA group and just kind of told them about, you know, what we're trying to get done. Um, I told them it should be a friendly competition, you know, like same way like the previous year with our JD varsity and freshman group. It's a friendly competition because sometimes we know how that goes. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I ain't trying to create a divide between any PTA groups. Right. But yeah. Let's make it a little competitive to see if you can do the most. And you're a little chirps. So, well, they have a bigger campus, they have a bigger population. It all goes to code. That's, that's kind of the message was. I'm like, it doesn't matter who gets the most. Right. It goes to the same food pantry here in code so right. that's that's the end goal um but yeah so i talked to every principal every pta member of our of our uh, ccsd family and everybody was on board with it and so we gave every school one of the red bins that were like we're doing at ace hardware um they gave us red bins to kind of spread out throughout the, the city and yeah they gave all kind of different incentives if you bring like a peanut butter jar you'll get kona ice if you bring a peanut butter bar a peanut butter jar you'll get a bathroom pass if you bring a peanut butter jar like you'll get a free ticket to a dance so they did all kind of different incentives um to motivate kids to bring yeah. them. and then I think we told all of them to bring them I think that Thursday before a Friday game yeah and overwhelming <laughs> and <laughs> overwhelming because you know the first two schools came they had like it filled up i'm like cool next school comes they have like two filled up i'm like all right it's getting a little bit much you know <laughs> i think we had three thousand in person last year over three thousand in person like and that goes down to like the elementaries really um 
But yeah, elementary after wow. elementary after elementary, uh, kept bringing them in. I'm like, I don't know where we're going to store this peanut butter because I'm running out of room. Like, yeah. I spread out these days a little bit. So yeah, we're a little overwhelmed uh, going into uh, that Friday night game. Uh, wasn't the happiest coaches with peanut butter laying around every office, but you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> life happens and we made right. it work. So we made okay. it work. Yeah. All right. Work. Yeah. You definitely made it work. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, we, have, we have a good time. Um, I try to get every, every year we try to do some sort of video. Um, thank y'all for coming down this year and helping us out with the collective unit one. Um, yeah. like I said, we're creating a video today. We just got to get it edited up and we'll put it out probably Monday. Um, did the peanut butter, you know, bowl song with y'all. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right away, right away. <laughs> like when I, I wanted to have a peanut butter bowl hype song created, yes. I was like, it's, I gotta have coach Buckram and it's peanut butter time. Like oh, yeah. right, right at the beginning. And, um, my producer, fortunately, he, he was like, man, I don't know. I was like, you, you just got to figure it out. We got to yeah, have yeah. it. We just got to figure it out. And he did. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. So, but that's, that's a really important part of it. You're a really important part of it. And, um, we'll talk to me about this year with media day, because you guys did something unlike anything we've ever done, which is usually the case. Yes. Um, it's really cool how you involved. And of course, you know, you don't tell me what's going on. I show up and get the surprise. Yep. Just dump I, it all on you. There you go. Figure it out. I, I got so much trust and faith in you that I can show up blindfolded and here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. So tell, tell us about the vision that you had and bringing all the different groups and athletes from all the different teams and right, so, just describe. I remember uh, last year when we came to the uh, end of the year press conference, uh, yeah. we all got to have a little tidbit of information we got to talk about. Yeah. And I didn't mention it. I said, you know, we have something in store for next year. Like I told you <laughs> earlier, we have something to have something in store for next year. We've got to work on it. But that was an idea last year that we couldn't really get executed because we had a short time span. And when I, when we thought of it, because it wasn't my idea, I, my idea, most ideas, like, I don't think are an independent idea. They're normally yeah. collaborative. Uh, yeah. Somebody else or someone mentioned something to you and it pops in your mind. Um, so the quarterback that I had uh, come to the media day, um, yeah. Kassan, yeah, last year. So he was new to Cove. Right. Uh, from a different school. So he came in late, like I said. So we're he's a very talkative kid, if you didn't notice. Very goofy, very talkative, very outgoing <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes he wears me out with his information, but this was actually good, some good information he gave me. And he kind of just asked me, he's like, how come we're the only one that does this on our campus? Wow. And I'm like, well, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, I don't know why we're the only one that do it. He's wow. like, we should get volleyball involved and softball and soccer. What? And track team and baseball. So we're all sports athletes because he does play baseball. Yeah. And he was talking to his baseball buddies about it and they had no idea about it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's pretty well known. He was like, well, they knew nothing about it. And they're on campus athletes too, you know? Yeah. And so that's what we, so we wanted to do it last year, but the window was too small to get everybody together. And we, I don't think it would have been the same impact. And so we got over, I guess, the summertime, kind of contacted every head coach. And he, he reached out to some of his players that he knows. And we got over, what, 15 sports there. Uh, 15 different sports showed up all at the same time just to kind of promote the peanut butter bowl. And now this year they're all collecting peanut butter. That's so awesome. at each locker room in our campus, um, we have like you know, 12 different locker rooms, uh, but in front of every locker room, we have a uh, red bin with peanut butter stickers all over it, you know, and they're donating peanut butter all throughout campus now. And so again, you know, we be honest, we gave the elementary the break this year, but we'll be back next year elementary. So prepare <laughs> <laughs> yourselves. Um, but I don't like wearing anybody on the toast of coaches too. I don't like wearing people out of, of right. doing stuff. Like I don't really get tired myself. Uh, yeah. Drink some water, I'll be fine. Uh, but right. I know people <laughs> get tired, and I don't want to wear anybody out or exhaust them. Yeah. So next year, like I said, we have something in store. I don't okay. want to reveal it. But the elementary will be involved again because, like I said, it's a, it's, it's a major turnout when we do the elementaries. But uh, we have some additions that we want to add on to next year, and we'll see how that goes. Um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's great. Well, and for those people who are just listening and haven't seen the video of our media day that uh, our, our video guy, Justin Graves, put together, 
Um, <laughs> it's phenomenal. And again, I just love it. You had all these athletes in uniforms and I, I know I can't name them all, but baseball tent is, uh, soccer track training, um, yeah. power lifting, volleyball. Basketball. We, had our, uh, we had our junior high athletes show up. That's right. We had about That's 10 right. coaches show up from junior high, high school. Yeah. So yeah. it was about a good 60 people in that gym. <laughs> yeah, it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. and it was, But then, like, you know, a lot of us would just go vanilla and just be like, <laughs> all right, now it's your turn to put your peanut butter in, which would be cool. I mean, it's fun. It gets the same thing done, right? Right. But, <laughs> but <laughs> what would you tell these kids? You're like, give all ice right, cream Sunday, right? Ice minutes. cream Sunday. Yeah, yeah <laughs> ice cream Sunday. How much time do we give them? About five, ten minutes to figure I it think out? You said five minutes. I think yeah. it might have turned into ten because they, mm-hmm. they started getting creative juices going yeah so we told all the athletes you have five to ten minutes to figure out a like 10 second skit of a creative way to put the peanut butter in the bin so our track team they pretended like they were handing a handoff to each other they used the peanut butter peanut butter the starting gun um our volleyball team set the peanut butter ball into our peanut butter ball peanut butter jar into the uh, bin our basketball players dumped the peanut butter in the basketball goal and they, they just got real creative. Our dance team did a dance kit and danced it into the uh, peanut that butter. Was, yeah. So we, it was unscripted, and it just shows how creative kids can be. And I like that because my class that I teach is the same way. I'm a teach avid. I'm advancement via individual determination. And another funny story, I, yeah. I've been teaching this class for uh, six years now. Yeah. And I do the same introductory deal the first week of school, what AVID is, what I stand for, what you can get out of the class, and et cetera. Um, but this year, a student stopped me. You know, I was given an acronym of Advancement Via Individual Determination. He said, Coach, what does that even mean? I said, I never really got that question, you know? <laughs> and so I said, you know what? I said, break it down. I said, break it down in layman's terms. And let's, 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 you know, figure this out together rather than me just telling you what it means. Yeah. Decipher these words a little bit. So I asked him, like, in layman's term, what does advancement mean? He's like, to go forward, you know, to push forward. I was like, all right, push forward. I said, I'll answer via because, you know, it's a little wonky bit of a word, but via by, like, the means you're going to get it done. Yeah. Um, I said, now determination. I was like, individual part, you know, that's getting it done yourself, right? The I, getting it done yourself. So now you're pushing forward by what? Your individual determination. You should all know what determination means. You want to get something done by the driven manner inside your own person. And so that is what we stand for in my class. It's like we want to advance, yeah. not by anybody else's means, kind of like the ice cream sundae, ice cream, you know, vanilla deal. Yeah. You can still get it done, but like, what are you going to do to make something better? You need to be determined individually to say, you know what? I have a C in this class, but I'm better than a C. You know, I can get this yeah. B. Um, another thing I break down to the kids is like the complacency. If you have an 86 in your grade book in the class, and we look at all your assignments and you have a zero on an assignment and you failed a core and you failed a test, but you still have an 86, like you potentially could have an A. Like yeah. you turn that missing assignment in, you go retake that test or do a redo on it and get a better grade. Now you're an A student, not a B student. Yeah. Not because I want you to be that. Like you internally should want that for yourself. Yeah. You know, the opportunity is there and present for you. Why not capitalize on it? And so I love the class I teach because I can preach that message message to the kids of like, don't just be okay with being here. Yeah. Like, you're in school for four years of your life. Maximize that opportunity. Yes. Um, I don't force kids to be in club, but I always highly promote it. Like if you're in my class, you're going to be a part of something outside of school. Yeah. Like, you're going to be a part of our DECA program or our HOSA program, or you're going to be in football, dance, soccer, volleyball, but you're going to find something to do that you can have as a keepsake when you leave high school not say, well, high school taught me nothing. I got nothing from it. Right. You can always pull something from something. Like coach right. Johnson, our head coach here, he always says that, like he can learn, he can learn from a custodian, you know, yeah. like, he can watch a custodian, just walk around and do his job. And they say, you know what? I can learn from what he's doing. Like if he's able enough to get stuff done as a custodian yeah. all throughout the day and not, you know, moan and complain about it. Why am I upset? Like, why am I mad? Like, why why can't I do a little bit more when he's picking up the trash that I dropped and I'm too lazy to pick up, you know? Yeah. And so, like, stuff like that, like I said, I don't, I don't read and study a whole lot, but I kind of pick up on what other people say and just kind of make it part of my mantra, too, of yeah. what they, you know, live and preach and kind of, you know, stand on. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. <clears throat> I'm just thinking about the lives that you're impacting, not just obviously not just the football players, but the kids sure. in your classroom. Yes. Um, yeah. Each and every day. I mean, you're giving them direction, you're giving them help, wisdom. I love it. Oh yes, sir. Every day, every day in my class is an experience. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same way for them. They don't know what they're about to get into. I really don't say like, hey, yeah, next week we're gonna do this. You know, next week be here and you'll see what you're gonna do. (laughs) And it's normally always fun, you know. So it's all yeah, that's fantastic. That is great. All right. Um, just as we wrap up, maybe you have something else on your mind or heart, but um the only thing else I have for now is just talking about just co football for this year. Okay. Anything we need to know or what you're looking forward to, how it's going. Oh man. I, I think this may be our turning point. I've been with Coe for 10 years now, uh, okay. two years of the junior high, eight years of the high school. Um, and haven't had the success that we wanted to have. Uh, but I can see kids maturing kind of like you said, like molding these kids is not an overnight process. Yeah. Um, but the kids that we had now that are seniors, like they they kind of see the light, you know what I mean? Like I don't know if we're a complete project yet, but they're at least good people. You know, they're respectable kids. They do the right thing. They show up for, you know, volunteer events when I when we ask them to do it. Um, and then hopefully you experience it too. They have pretty decent manners, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. kids to say yes, sir, to say no, ma'am, to help out, you know, before you leave somewhere, always check on the adult and make sure they're good. Mm-hmm. The same way we check on your kids and say, you're okay, blah, blah, blah. Like it should be reciprocated the same way to the adult. Like we have thoughts, we have feelings, we have emotions too. Yeah. And don't let that go, you know, unnoticed. And so we preach that stuff for the kids. Like I said, hopefully it was noticed when y'all came down too. Um, oh, yeah. They're picking, picking up trash, they're trying to help load cars, and they just don't show up, leave, and say goodbye, you know? Right. And, but yeah, that's what we kind of pride ourselves on. And, but, but to the football season, uh, I don't know, like win loss ratio. Yeah. But um, I had the opportunity to speak to a newspaper about kind of win-loss ratio. And and the more I coach, the less it, – it's important to me. You know, wins are important to me. But the more I coach, I can find other wins in the season besides the win-loss ratio. Yeah. And, and, and it's meaning more to me when I see kids come back and they coach alongside with me. I'm coaching with two guys that I got to coach before. One's a freshman coach, one's a varsity coach. And like that's what really, like, hit me in the heart. Of yeah. you know, last year, the previous year wasn't wasn't the record we wanted. Uh, it was one and nine one year and two and eight the next year. Like nothing to brag about. But the way that we're molding kids and the way they're going off to college and coming back and want to be a part of Copper School football and not saying, "Well, that was a terrible experience. I hate it all." Yeah, easy to say that. You know, you have like I said, two wins, one win in, in two in a in two year in a two year span isn't nothing to brag about or want to come back to. But they know that they can help influence the community and get it back to where we were before. And that was a big conversation I had with those two players was like, I, I hope you're not doing it for the money. <laughs> we don't get paid that much, you know. Right. I pray right. you're not doing it for the money, and I pray you're doing it for the right reason. The same reason I am is to get kids like y'all back here to help out the kids that need help. You know. Yeah. And so we're finding we're finding our wins. We want to definitely win on the field, definitely, sure. but. You know, when you can't, you better find other wins. And those are the wins that we take is taking pride in the kids that graduate. Yeah. Hopefully they have the opportunity to play in college. Even though you didn't have a winning record in high school, we're going to get you to college. Right. And if you don't want to play ball in college, like we do have um, our senior committee where when they do uh, our end of our football season, we still have them for, I think it's like a month and a half before the semester changes and they go to a different class. And we try to get them set up to do something like we ask them if you want to play football in college. Yes. Okay. We're going to try to find somewhere for you. It may be a Juco, maybe a D2 or D3 school. Right. You just give them a gauge. Obviously you haven't been recruited. Your senior, your junior, senior year, you're not going D1. Like, yeah. Chalk it up with you walk on. And we hit them with kind of, you know, reality, you know, it's, it's yeah. a tough conversation for some of them that, yeah, you ain't playing football in college, man. You know, I know yeah. you want to, but it's just not in your favor. Like you yeah. can still walk on and do all the, you know, the dreams and aspirations that you want to do, but just understand the likelihood of you playing, you know, it's not that high. You yeah. Know? So we have those tough conversations with our seniors, but after that tough part, we kind of ask them, you know, what are you into? I'm into video games. Well, how about this in the second semester? How about we get you into video game design, get wow. you in class and kind of see what it can take you to, at least you're interested in it. Right. Right. Um, most of the kids that we talk to, and it's pretty cool because I love it too. Um, they're in the culinary. 
Like it's cool. Yeah. It surprises me because I love cooking myself. Okay. Throughout the day, I always kind of think to myself, like, what's for dinner? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Without chicken, what can I manipulate? You know, how can I manipulate into a meal? And so a lot of kids, you know, say culinary now. And we have a uh, dog cafe. It's not really cooking, cooking, but you're making drinks, kind of like our little Starbucks or like an in-house Starbucks. Yeah. So to learn that trade of customer service and learn the trade of actually, you know, money management and learn the trade of actually uh, making the food for someone, delivering it, making sure they're good and they're happy with the product. And they're getting that experience at least for a semester rather than saying, we're going to throw you in PE and I can play wall ball or knockout all day, you know? Right. Right. So I, I do love that we do that. And we haven't done it in the past because Johnson brought that to, you know, Carpus Cove. Yeah. And like I said, I, I think it's amazing that he does that because it shows, again, if not, football is not the end all. Like you can yeah. open up so many different avenues just by being a football player and being influenced by coaches and other people who you come in contact to. And so utilize that to your advantage. And that's what we try to get that message across to those kids. Man. And yeah, but, but that's that's kind of our, our mantra here at Cove is just, Win number one. I mean, that's the top priority. I mean, yeah. we met for, you know, we just got out of meetings. We met at eight o'clock in the morning. We got it at three. Yeah. So it's not like we're laying down for our opponent. Like we're preparing right. for every opponent to win. Right. But, you know, if we can't get the 10 and 0 season and go to the playoffs and et cetera, what can we offer to these kids that's been around us for the last, you know, four or five months sacrificing their life for yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I do. I do enjoy what Coach Johnson brought to Cove, and that's just a, a different kind of feel. Um, nothing against Coach Hammond, Coach Alvarez, just different, you know, mentalities of sure, sure, of different coaches and, and um, different than they can offer. But that's like one of the main things that I love that he brought here to Carpenter's Cove is like we take care of these athletes more than just well, Big Mike's going to Georgia. Let's take care of Big Mike only. You know, like yeah, right. Big Mike's going to Georgia, but he has a hundred other teammates to them. You know, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, just to wrap up, just one other thing. I mean, you touched on it, but we didn't talk about it much. But you coaches is going the extra mile this year with Peanut Butter Bowl and going out into the community again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah just talk to I don't us. Know, about, did we talk about the businesses? I mean, just not really, just kind okay. of in passing because you mentioned like Ace and the Bins. Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk, talk to us about the businesses. Um, um, last year. Do, yeah. Last year, we had about three businesses reach out to Carpenter's Cove High School and say, hey, we want to help out with the peanut butter bowl. Cool. Uh, it was Ace Hardware, Monty's um, Steak, and, steak um, and Barbecue, and there was one more that was really close, um, the Crether Brothers Homes, um, a home builder over here. Um, and then we put, you know, bins out there, just like small boxes, and they got about probably about 25 to, you know, 50 different jars of uh, peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, and so this year, same three kind of contacted us, but somehow, some way, more people saw it this year. Okay, and so right now we're up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, what? about twenty places, twenty places in code that are collecting peanut butter from Applebee's, um, Baker Educate Educators uh, Credit Union, uh, Little Blessings. They do ultrasounds here in Cove. Yeah. A little blessing. They're collecting peanut butter, Chick-fil-A, um, obviously Ace Hardware, our administration building. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our admin, um, our superintendent wow. contacted me and said he wanted to be a part of it. Come on. Um, Young's Oriental Kitchen and Grill, um, Bill French Jeweler, a jewelry place here, Cove Theater, Urban Ernie's, uh, Non-Pro Barbershop, Monty's again, uh, we had a church that allowed me to speak at the church last Sunday. I saw that picture. That was that was the warmest welcome I've had in my life. For real? <laughs> like almost a standing ovation that I showed up to church. I'm like, hey, <laughs> just me, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> just me. Don't be too excited. How cool is that? Yeah, but it was, like I said, the warmest welcome that I've experienced in a very long time. Like, wow. I didn't know what to expect. So I brought my wife, myself, uh, my daughter and Trent, too, uh, Bree and Trent. Um, and then when we got there, they're like, they're here, they're here. Like, yep. <laughs> like, what are we walking into, y'all? <laughs> but like I said, the warmest welcome. When we walked in there, everybody kind of clapped and gave us hugs wow. and thank you for coming. I'm just like, it's just us, you know? Wow. <laughs> so it's cool. Like I said, it's a real, real good feeling. Uh, Bush's Chicken, um, local chicken place here. Yeah. Uh, home base, Mount Pearl Barbershop again. They have two bins. They did a um, back to school collection for us. Yeah. Now they're doing a peanut butter bowl collection for us. So <laughs> we'll do a purpose, but yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Napa, Allstate, and then uh, Little League football team here, our AU football team. Yeah. 
Um, they came up to the annex, our football field house last week, and brought about three or four little kids. And uh, they never been to our annex field house before. You know how decorated the places can be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, how our weight room looks, all the blue yeah. and gold, the indoor turf and all that stuff. Big eyes. <laughs> Big eyes. They're just yeah. like in awe of everything in our facility. And so they just want to talk to me and Coach Johnson about if they could collect peanut butter. And we're like, if y'all can. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please collect peanut butter. Right, right. And so um, in a week span, they already got over 150 jars in a week span. And so they came wow. back today. I um, just talked to the other coaches. I said to come up here and you know, meet some of the coaches because we all had that big staff meeting. And um, three of their kids came up there. And, again, big guy. They already been in there before. And they're just still like, wow. <laughs> and wow. so they just wanted to meet the coaches and kind of tell them what they're doing with their football team and invited us to their game next Saturday. And so we're going to go out to their game next Saturday and they're going to give us all of the peanut butter that they collected at the game too. So I said over 20 places in Cove. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited next year to see who else jumps on board. I'm going to have to get an earlier start <laughs> for us here in Cove. Right. Um, right. And get this bad boy rolling a little bit earlier. To see. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk real quick, just about your um, online presence because okay. last year you guys collected, I had the numbers the other day, about 850, 861 jars, something like that. Okay. And we just released the top 20, you yes, know, sir. for online giving yeah. and you guys almost were there. I think yeah. around 834, 835, something like that. If I you mean, check now, it's over it. I promise you. I talk oh, I pr- <laughs> I, yeah, I promise you too. Cause you know, oh, I yeah. get those notifications. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so that's just phenomenal. And we got a late start. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I got it here. You're good. Finish. Okay. You're good. All I right. Got it. I got it. Yeah, we good. got kind of a light, late start with our online giving ranking show. And so mm-hmm. you guys are, you know, you're in second place out of uh, 82 schools that's good. and, um, yeah. you know, it's, I know some other schools are coming on strong, but, oh, yeah. um, it's all right. But you guys, are too. All right. you guys are too. So, <laughs> yeah. and I wanted to mention, uh, I might get this wrong, but was it Elite Heating and Air? Elite Heating and Air. Yeah, because they yeah. gave a uh, $500 donation. Big time. Yeah, 550 Yes, sir. Big so, time. Um, and your, your dad uh, has given like each of the years that we do this. You know, yeah. I see that. And, and, and my father in law. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. you got all your family given. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, my I, little brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see those buck rooms. Yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole buck room group. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I mean, there's some names I don't know, and some of them, like I'll text you every once in a while and say, "Is this one belong to you?" Yeah, and uh, you're like, "Yep, I play football with him." Mm -hmm, (laughs) That's my people. Yeah. So they're coming through. But uh, what was your story? You were going to tell. You had something. Two things. Two things. I I want to do the call out first or the story first. Probably the call out first. I had a teammate. Back in high school, uh, his first name was Robert. Um, his last name, I think, was Griffin. I he think I might have heard of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the third. Yeah, I reached out to him. What? You did not. Uh, but I ain't got a response yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is going to be it. Push yeah, it out there. Come on. When the kid's fame, um, they left me on red. <laughs> <laughs> like I got left on red. They ain't normally respond back to me because we're teammates and friends. His dad was my track coach, so yeah. Uh, if he's listening, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, waiting for me in your phone, but I'm waiting for a response back because the thing is, Till, if yeah. we, like I said, it's gonna be a call out. I may regret it, but it's all good. <laughs> we played Alamo Heights in a state championship back. In I forgot that. Yeah. I mean, you showed me the yeah. you showed me the picture. I forgot that. What? Yeah. So you know, I'm not saying we want our lick back, but Griffin, you played in that game. He was a star. I didn't. I didn't play in the game. You know what I'm saying? I did not play in that game. Not saying that we would have won if I played in that game. But <laughs> <laughs> but Griffin, this is your chance to get your lick back. You know, that's good. Yeah. So uh, RG three, if you want that smoke, you know, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Uh, oh shoot! All uh, right, another let's, idea. Another yeah, time. let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. No, I may that may give you too much information about next year. Oh, we okay. Had, we had another. We had another teammate that uh, yeah, did some good things in Copper's Cove that built around that name Peanuts. So, 
Yeah, no, I remember that first yeah. year. There was a few tweets. There were a few uh-huh. tweets attached to that, and I mm-hmm. met his mom. And she oh yeah, was, his mom's an awesome lady. Dad's an awesome dude. Yeah, so, and you know, I'd love, I'd love to hear from Mister. You know, Peanut himself. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Call out today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, All right. Well, the last last you- story, and I'll let you go. Um, we had our announcer, unfortunately, pass away last year. Oh, yeah. Great he story. Though. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that, but great uh, story. He, um, uh, he, announced, um, he announced my games in high school, my brother's games, uh, my daughter's games. He was our volleyball broadcaster, too. Wow. So, you know, special place here because, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, uh, his wife wanted to do a tribute to him this year, and uh, he broadcasted for 45 years. Um, so she wanted to collect 45 different jars for him, uh, just like I said, in tribute to Joe, uh, she's up to about 250 now. Yeah. So, um, yep. So really, yeah. Amazing tribute. And she's got people giving or sending Mm -hmm. her peanut butter, dropping it off, mailing it in. But it's a good way to remember him, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, we love love her, love the family and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful good, tribute, man. man that's great. Good. We miss him. Like I said, any way we can remember him and, and, and make a tribute to him, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, uh, I'm a, you know, usually, like I said, I call you by Coach Buck or Coach Buckram, yeah. but uh, I'm gonna say for this, just Donald. You know, it's, <laughs> it's an honor to know you and to watch you lead. And, um, I, I consider it, you know, such a blessing just to, just to know you just from peanut butter bowl and just, you know, have this friendship and partnership and, and doing great things. And I'm just so proud to know you. And I just think it's amazing. Again, I know I've said it, but just the the leader you are, the way that you love your community, the way that you love these kids, the way that you love your family, just the way you love life and the way that you're never bland and boring and you always bring the juice and you run the ball hard every time. And, you know, People don't know your life, but you do so much for that school and community. Yeah. And again, you could have said like, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty maxed out here, guys. Like can't yeah. somebody else step up and carry the rock. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just not, not the way you are. That's a tribute yeah. to you and a tribute to your parents and sure. um, your family and who you are. So man, I just love you and appreciate you. you and, I appreciate you for having us, man. Cause Oh. Like I said, I always think back, like, what if, you know, I don't know where I'd be, like, hopefully be alive, obviously, but I'm saying, you know, I don't know what we'd be doing at this point in time if we weren't so involved in the peanut butter bowl and kind of just, you know, helping our community and patting each other on the back and making sure nobody is is hurting for food. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's like something else, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of our players, you know, they go to those food pantries. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? And and. One of our players' parents runs the food pantry, you know. So it's okay. it's small community of Copper's Cove, and, and it's nice to know that it's going to a good cause. Of because, like I said, I don't know who all goes to the food pantry, but I at least know one of our kids does. Sure, and if we can help that one kid out, I said, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. I ain't gonna fault right. it to it. So yeah, um, it, it, it's definitely impactful for sure. Yeah. Definitely impactful around here. Yeah. Well, and the last thing I want to say is just, you know, your example of all the creativity and making it fun is also, as we continue, hopefully, God willing to to grow and spread, um, (laughs) is inspiration. You know, coaches, like you said, you mentioned uh, not the word collaboration, but, uh, you know, coming up with ideas together, then Mm -hmm. other coaches see like, oh, we can do that. Like, oh, you know, we can, we can try that. Um, It's just phenomenal. So, um, man, I just appreciate you and just thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, I thank y'all for having me. (laughs) Thank you for bringing it to Conference Code. I mean, we could have been easily overlooked, you know, it's a small city, small town. So, I mean, very easy to overlook Conference Code. And we appreciate y'all for showing us some love. Oh, man. Shoot. All right. All right. Well, um, I'll just, do you have anything else to say before I sign off? Uh, RG3, you got my phone number? <laughs> you want my phone number? You can have my phone number. I'll get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave the man unread. Yeah, don't, don't leave, leave the man unread. Come or you on. Or you can call the call-outs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
<laughs> All right, you know what that is, man? That is very bold of you. Yeah, very that is bold. very bold of you. So hope it don't bite me in the butt, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to. It's not going to. So I'll just uh, tell people the reason. You know, we're we're very bold. The reason I'm very bold is just because I believe that God is the most very bold in sending His Son. Um, to live a life that is never bland. Jesus was never boring, not once. Um, he brought joy and he brought juice. <laughs> Literally, his first mm-hmm. miracle was turning water into wine. Yeah. Uh, the Messiah brought juice, man. He brought yeah, the juice, but literally. just, yeah, literally. <laughs> so who he was, though, just as a life of love and people just were drawn to that, just like I'm drawn to Coach Buck. And uh, so that's why we try to be very bold in these things and trying to make a difference in the community is because he was very bold in reaching us and loving us, um, even though I'm a fallen man and I've got plenty of flaws and made a lot of mistakes. But he was so very bold in loving me anyway, despite myself. And so because of that, we want to be very bold in making an impact. And so I'll just sign off with this. This is where the name Very Bold came from. And it's just thinking about the love of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God. And because of all those things, then we get to be very bold. And the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.